folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic Thieves. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. Okay, so, uh, big argument on Saturday, I think, about working on Sundays, and I thought it would make with a good... Uh, with our sister? Uh, yeah. I thought it would make... This would be a good way for me to lay out my argument in a way where she can't... Uh, argue Keep with me all she can hear is she can hear me talk and that's it <laughs> that's right as if she's going to listen to our if, podcast if you can get her to listen <laughs> um, okay wait a minute you know though we let's not give the wrong impression it may sound like like our sister is some kind of lost heathen that we're trying to it, it, it's not that at all no we're just joking around <laughs> um but we like to argue which actually uh, it's kind of a family thing. Yeah, this brings me to a point that I've been wanting to make for a while. And it, there's a couple things here that we don't do that most podcasters do. Um, for example, almost every podcast <clears throat> like you prepare. listen to, they say, okay, if you like our show, please subscribe. Please uh, hit the like button. Please share it and things like that. And I've never done that. Do we have a that. like button? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Because does, does our podcast show up on on like the 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 list and stuff where there would yeah. be a like button to hit? Yeah, okay. You can get on YouTube right. or on. Uh, uh, I guess the most common is Apple Podcasts or There's Apple Podcasts. Uh, or Google right. and Amazon Podcasts. You can get it too, and a couple of the other ones. I, oh, okay. I don't remember them all, but um, but all that goes without saying. Well, yeah, but for some reason, every <laughs> podcaster says it. And I wonder if it makes a difference to say it. I have no idea. I'm not going to say it though. Like, all right. think of all the viral videos you can ever think of. Not one of them tells people oh, right. to, to, to subscribe like. Yeah. or like. I mean, they just, you know, Star Wars kid going back to that. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as this podcast goes, um, you know, we had mentioned before that we, we did this because, uh, there weren't a whole lot of people like us doing podcasts. Most of, most of Catholic podcasts, the uh, host is Catholic by trade. It's like they get paid to be Catholic and talk about it. Oh, right. um, But we're just two guys who happen to be Catholic going through our normal life. But the other thing is, um, I don't you. You've got all the stuff you do in your life, and you have to provide for your family, and then you go to church, and you do this and that. Part of that really should be, in some way, shape, or form, evangelization and sharing the faith. And I, I'm i very bad at doing that face-to-face. And I figure this is one way we could do it. Might not reach a whole lot of people, but uh, maybe it will. But... Yeah, the time that I have to put into evangelizing, this is what I'm doing with it. And if if we ever found something that uh, for some worked better, I don't know how better uh, would be measured, but if we found something that would seem to have a better result than this podcast, I would immediately change and do that instead. But right right now, this is. This is the time I have, so this is what we're doing with it because um, because I'm able to do it. And I'm able to do some things that not everybody's able to do. So that's 
That's why That's we're true. doing the podcast, and that doesn't necessarily include me trying to promote the podcast and and get everybody talking about it and things like that. That's another reason we don't say, please subscribe, please like this video, please share it with your friends, because if it were good enough to do that, then you'd already be doing it. I wouldn't <laughs> have right. to tell you to do it. I always thought that was kind of silly. Um, another reason we're doing this well another reason i wanted to do this is because um several years ago when i first started listening to podcasts jason pointed me to a couple a couple different catholic podcasts and it's actually none of the ones that we listen to nowadays but back then i listened to them and i thought you know that's okay but i think there's probably more information and uh more inspiration in the conversations that we have every Saturday night than what's in this podcast. So I thought point. I never thought of that. Why not just take our Saturday night discussions when it pertains to religion and record it. And that's, that's really why I wanted you and Jason to do it with me because that's what I kind of modeled it after. Yeah. And that's actually been a lot of our podcasts. Yeah, it's just things that, that we would talk about anyway. If we were camping, these are the kinds of things we might might go in a little bit more depth and do a little bit more research, things like that. But that's what right, it is. for the podcast. Right. So that's why I don't say, please like this podcast. But if you like it, you <laughs> may as you well. you already do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you like it, you might as well like it. Don't dislike it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk now, about. You're going to have to cut out a minute because I got to blow my nose. Hold on. Okay. See, I tap on the microphone so Sorry. I know. Okay. This is yeah, where you to... hit that silent button. Well, I didn't hit the silent button. You're just going to have to cut out my nose blowing. Yeah, that's what I do. But I. I'm, oh, okay. I look at the when I'm editing. I'm looking at the sound, and I see a little spike where I tap the microphone, and I see that I have to go listen to that part and find out what needs to be cut out. I see. Okay. All right. So we're doing work on Sundays. Work on Sunday. Not what you're Third commandment. Doing. That's right. You know, I... So... Before we go into the work, um, yeah. it was at one time, everybody had to go to church on Sundays. And yeah. when I hear... Uh, not tradies, but traditional Catholics talk about the Saturday's um, mass obligation or Sunday's mass obligation being taken care of on Met Saturday. Saturday, yeah. They mm -hmm. say things like that was only supposed to be in cases where you could not make it on Sunday. So I tried to look for that, and that's not anywhere that I can find. I'm not sure that you're going to find it because um there's if you look at and this is in the old um divine office not not just the new one yeah if you look at the cycle of prayers of the divine office normally you've got um a uh you, you've got like like matins which is kind of like starts at midnight or whatever mm -hmm. and, and i mean when priests and stuff did this in the old days and maybe many of them still do they like literally 
got up out of bed at midnight, did these prayers, went back to bed for a few hours, and then got up and did lauds. And then they had some of the minor hours. Um, and, and then there was Vespers, which was the evening prayer that everybody would go to. You, you've heard of people being called to Vespers. The, a lot of times the churches would mm-hmm. ring the bells for Vespers and people would come in. Um, and then there was night prayer compline, and then it started over again. Well, if you look in the cycle, it's that way all the time, except on the eve of, first of all, every Saturday and all of the, um, certain class of, um, holy days, certain class of, of, uh, feasts Mm -hmm. In, in the modern parlance we would call them solemnities but in the older church they would they would be like first class feasts and they had a different way of naming them but on the day before those instead of saying the vespers for that particular day in fact that when you look in the divine office you won't see any saturday vespers instead what you see is a sunday first vespers and then on the day of sunday a sunday second vespers and even though they didn't do this in the old church the the liturgical norms didn't allow for this mm-hmm. it's actually that the w- w- in the the new calendar that allows for us to anticipate a sunday mass on saturday or on any holy day that were required it's actually that idea that the day actually starts with the first vespers on the day before the evening of the day before that's the basis for that okay and so the the idea is that at, at the point in the day when you would liturgically, it, right when you would liturgically first be permitted to say that first Vespers, that's when you're also allowed to have the anticipatory Mass for the uh, Sunday or Holy Day following. Okay. Um, question. So I, I don't think it ever was supposed to be just if you can't. I think it was just supposed to be a more generous extension of the possible timelines for fulfilling the obligation. Okay. Um, if what is more important, uh, at that, when, when it can start being Sunday mass instead of Saturday mass, is it the time or is it the readings that make it so? Um, I am almost positive that the anticipatory mass, uh, here's the thing before it's time to make an, a partic- an anticipatory mass. Yeah you would not be allowed to have a Mass with those Sunday readings, okay? Okay. Now, the question, I know where you're going with because what you're going to is, okay, but what if you've got a Saturday night uh, wedding? Yeah. And it's a Mass. Um, now, when I got married, we decided we're not going to put people in this quandary, and, and some people, uh, probably everybody cursed us for not because, you know, yeah, I did. They wouldn't have called it a quandary. <laughs> we had our ma- our wedding mass in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so you still had to go on Sunday. Anyway, um, I don't know the answer to that. Have you looked it up? Yeah, and I have spent hours and hours and hours looking for it. Yeah. And I see different. Um, I see different things pointing to different things, but nothing very definitive. Uh, I think Pope nothing Pius like official the, or something like that. Uh, Pope Pius X, I think it was, was the one mm-hmm. who who said that the earliest time you could do that, start that Sunday with that mass, is at four o'clock. Okay. Um, now that okay. But I don't. 
That and, was like and I, way pre-Vatican II. I mean, even on the uh, in, in the you know from from Catholic Answers and some of the the big uh, names out there, I couldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't find now, a solid answer. That says, I looked this, this is up, the rule for which mass. Yeah, I looked it up back when our friends were getting married, and I had to go to Saturday weddings. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had any reason to look that up in over fifteen years, so maybe there's a real simple. I did, the question just now popped in my head, and so that's why I asked it. But back when I was trying to find an answer, looking all over through the internet, I couldn't really find anything definitive. And I finally that's just interesting. I think I didn't go to mass. Well, you did go to mass, but you right. went to a. I went to the Saturday yeah. wedding, and they did not have the Sunday's readings. And the next day, I don't know. I just I didn't feel like going that day and i'm looking high and low to find an excuse not to go and i thought i had maybe found it so i stayed home um nowadays i probably i'd probably just go to the uh latin mass anyway because anyway yeah (laughs) you miss it if you don't (laughs) yeah i yeah but uh okay well what we really want to talk about is working on Sunday. Yeah. Everybody knows you've got to go to Mass on Sunday, but what about this whole not working thing? This day yeah. of rest kind of thing? And uh, what does it mean? How serious is it? And there's a lot of side questions on that because, I mean, the language that's used are things like other than what's necessary. And it's like, well, it's necessary that I have a job and feed my family and my job requires me to work on Sunday. So it's necessary. Right. And that's not really the safest answer. Um, and then yeah, the, the catechism, let me, let me read the actual wording. It says on Sundays and other holy days using? of obligation, the catechism of the Catholic church the, at Vatican.va. Okay. On Sundays and other holy days of obligation, the faithful are to refrain from engaging in work or activities that hinder the worship owed to God the joy proper to the Lord's day, the performance of the works of mercy, and the appropriate relaxation of mind and body. Family needs or important social service can legitimately excuse from the obligation of Sunday rest. The faithful should see to it that legitimate excuses do not lead to habits prejudicial to religion, family life, and health. I mean, you want to talk about weasel words built into a a command. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know... Because, and, well, I guess we'll get to it in a minute because, uh, during the argument last week, uh, it was also brought up, well, two things. Number one, are we talking about a mortal sin or a venial sin? And number two, mm-hmm. what about shopping? Yeah. Is that work? Cause is, is it one of those things that depends on, on what you enjoy? I mean, I, I once complained, you know, dad used to always go up to camp. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he still does when he can, but, but when he, you know, was was, um, you know, completely physically robust and active and everything, you know, the amount of work he did out at camp. Oh I mean, my goodness! You know, half was... an acre. He, he'd get these these uh, crappy lawnmowers and and mow the grass, and then we'd get the weed whips out and 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 clear the trail back to the river. And not weed eaters. Uh, and then he weed would, whips. Weed, yeah, weed oh whips. The things that you have to swing by hand. They the back and forth. Yeah, it's a stick with a big blade on the end, and you swing it back and forth to... to I, I guess some people these days might not even know what those are. Yeah, but, I, um, 
I don't think he even knows what rest means. Rest means he's not making money. That's what rest. And he always is had a project him. he had going on out there. Besides, oh my well, gosh, yeah, that's. Let's build well, a log cabin. I complained cabin. to mom okay. about it. I said, "Well, mom, dad, dad, we're supposed to rest on Sunday, and dad goes out and can't. He does all this." She said, "Yeah, but that's relaxing for him." Well, it's not relaxing so for the it, rest of it, us. I, I know, but that's the thing that, that introduces the question: does Does that mean that whatever you find relaxing is the definition of rest? Right. Yeah. Is it that subjective? Um, you know, one of the questions I ask myself is, cause, cause I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fold laundry on Sundays and mm-hmm. I actually enjoy doing it because it, uh, it kind of gives me the excuse to sit in front of the TV and not do anything else. Yeah. I'm just I know sitting. what you mean. That's, I'm folding. I use, I use laundry for that purpose too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I kind of do enjoy yard work and mm-hmm. especially in the when when it's not burning burning hot out and you know and so but then I start thinking okay is it do I enjoy the work itself or um do I enjoy being done with the work and looking at what I've done and those are two Which, different things yeah they are because the stopping and looking, if, if, if that's what you enjoy, you should have done the work on Saturday, not right. Sunday. Because that's what God did. He created the world and rested on the seventh day. Right. So sometimes I start saying, well, what if I didn't need to do this yard work? What if, would I do it for my neighbor just for the joy of doing it instead oh, okay. of for if myself? It wasn't you what if I don't get satisfied? anything yeah. out of it? Would I still do it? I... Good question. That That's a good take on it. it way to kind of probe the the reality uh, what's really going on in your heart yeah because um i don't know i think i think the work in question at the time was uh painting a room and it's like well i enjoy i personally do not enjoy painting rooms i would never do that on a sunday um yeah (laughs) but the person i was talking to jason says he likes to paint on uh he, he enjoys painting um painting rooms yeah, so he had a room that needed to be painted. And I said, oh, that's you... a nice relaxing task. I'll do that on Sunday, mm-hmm. a restful task. <laughs> you know, but, okay, there's that, and then there's like, um, you know, you would think something like going to the park um, and having a grill out and going on a hike maybe, whatever, the kids playing. You know, the grill out part is work for me. Is it? I enjoy it but it's work for me that part's not so much work as getting the kids all dressed and getting them out the door putting up with them fighting the whole way there uh oh all of that all right if you that if you want to put that in it i going to mass is not restful yeah you're right it's not at all because of getting the kids if I didn't have to get kids ready ever, now of course I'm past that part of my life where that's an issue but so am i i'm thinking if i had not had to get kids ready yeah, it, it, it would be fun going to Mass, but going to Mass is work because you've got kids that you got to get ready. Yeah, um, but it, it is work that has to be done, and mm-hmm. it is um, it is part of the family need, first of all. Second of all, it is also charity because your kids, you want your kids to rest, and uh, you want to see them, you want them to see people resting. 
and how they should right. rest. And so you take them, hey, no, we're not going to, we're not going to go to a baseball game today. Uh, you shouldn't be playing baseball on Sundays. Instead, we're going to the park and, and there's not going to be a competition. We're just going to enjoy ourselves. Um, I think actually, I think a lot of people see, I, I'm not into sports. So, um, I guess it's easy for me to say this, but a lot of people have taken whatever sport their kids are playing and said, that's my relax time. So I got to take little Jimmy to baseball practice or a baseball game. That's, they redefined that as relaxing because, Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that they feel like they have to do. I personally wouldn't do it. I wouldn't, I would never take a kid to a game on a Sunday, but you know, the other thing is, go ahead. I, I, I guess I don't, here's the thing. I don't get that. I, I don't get watching, you know, taking my kid to a game on a Sunday. I, I would not ever find that to be relaxing. It would be a hassle. Yeah. Um, but what's weird is that I can't say the same thing about going to a ball game, a, a pro ball game. Yeah. You know, the Reds or something. Yeah. I would find that relaxing. At least once once I was past the crowd and into the stadium and everything. But it, it's kind of weird. Well, that goes to our next subject. Um, okay. Because down in, in paragraph 2186, those Christians who have the leisure should be mindful of their brethren who have the same needs and the same rights, yet can't rest from work because of poverty and misery. In other mm-hmm. words, the guys who can't afford to take Sundays off, you're now putting the burden on them. Especially if your leisure involves them working for you. Right. So going to the ball game and getting a Coke and then taking a cab home, that's yeah. all. Look at how many people of, you've relied on them not being able to have a day of leisure. Right. And the, the restaurants, the shopping centers, all of those people had to work because you wanted uh, your whatever it is you wanted. You couldn't do it on Saturday. You decided to do it on Sunday. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm more and more mindful of that every week, and I try to get... You know, that's that's true. And that there's a um, there's a line of argument one could make that says, well, we just live in a society where it's, let's say, mi- minority conscientious Christian, and therefore people are going to want to go out, and therefore the um, owners of restaurants are simply going to assign people to Sundays who don't mind working on Sundays anyway. So it's no problem to go ahead and take advantage of that and enjoy the leisure that those, you know, of using the services of those workers. Yeah. But then there's another line of argument that says, well, if Christians were doing what they should do to make Sunday a true day of rest, it would depress the benefit of opening those establishments on Sundays and perhaps more employers would simply give their workers the day off anyway. Yeah. And then they could enjoy that leisure. There are a lot of Christians in America still. And if all the Christians suddenly said, you know what? We're not going to a restaurant on a Sunday. A lot of restaurants would probably close on Sundays. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth it to be open. And let's face it. Restaurants can be very successful and still be closed on Sundays. Yeah. As can retail stores. Yeah. Uh, two examples. Look at uh, Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Remember Swallens? Swallens was always closed on on Sunday. Sunday. 
Yeah, they went out of business. Well, you know what? They did go out of business. Shortly before they went out of business, they stopped being closed on Sundays. That's right. They started opening on Sundays. Right I before they went out of business. Could, nobody who nobody who hears this podcast will know what the heck we're talking about. I yeah, think they it was, probably it's won't. just a Cincinnati. Was that a local company? Store, wasn't it? Uh let me hold on. I'm gonna Google Swallens. It was like an apartment store, wasn't it? Kind of. Uh, I yeah, guess Swallens. Think, think of it's, smaller it's a version Wikipedia of Walmart. Entry. It's a Wikipedia entry. Chain of retail stores based in Cincinnati, Ohio, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1995, and all the stores were closed by the end of that year. Okay. Um, it says it's based in Cincinnati. It doesn't say whether it extended beyond that general area. I have a feeling it did not. Okay. Well, Swallows was a pretty big deal. It was a big store in Cincinnati, and it was before the day of Walmart. So if you wanted something that you might think of walmart for um you would think of swallens yeah if you were in cincinnati would have thought then. of swallens but if it Especially, was sunday I mean, you they had the, they had the uh the swallens the the sporting gear section they had you know obvious the automotive they had the yeah. electronics music you know, uh music yeah, yeah everything so and then and then one day suddenly i guess they just started open on sundays and it was only like a year or two after that they Went out I think business. it was, I'm trying to remember. Um, let's see, 95, it said they, they filed for bankruptcy. I think it was a little bit early. It might have been, it might have been like, like five or seven years before okay. they filed for bankruptcy that they started open. I can't, rem- I remember dad telling me once, uh, and, and I know that I was like still in school kind of, you know? Well, when I was 18, uh, it had closed. to have been after 18 because I went there to buy uh, something to go hunting on a Sunday. And, and I think closed? like slugs or something. And I'm sitting there waiting and waiting for it to be 10 o'clock. I'm thinking, what is taking it? And then all of a sudden I realized it's <laughs> Sunday. They're not even open. It's 1030. <laughs> and well, but you know what? Okay, so that's funny because let's see, when did you turn 18? A long time ago. I know, but. I can't tell you what I can't do the math that quick. I okay, can't even tell so, you how old I am right now. But here's the thing: even before Swallens closed, Swallens Sporting Goods closed. In other words, they oh. they dropped their sporting goods department. So, so a few years before they closed completely. Did they? Which I don't get why they would do that. You'd think that would be one of the biggest things. Uh, well, folks, we lost the ambassador of common sense. I'm going to try to get him back here for you. Hold on, folks. Looks like I lost Danny. You there? Yeah. Hold on. You there? Yes. Okay. I don't know what's going on. My phone is not charging very well. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, if you can get the charger connected and just lay it on a table or something. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I picked it up to check Swans, and then all of a sudden I lost everything. So. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. but, so anyway. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the point is that. It's not impossible to close on Sunday. Yeah. Companies and have done two it. Two stores that you know. are known for being closed on Sunday are very successful, you know, right. within their specific areas. I did not know Chick-fil-A was closed on Sunday. I wonder if that's why Jason always goes there. Could be. Well. Anyway. So, okay. The next question is whether or not it's a, a grave sin. And, and the problem yeah, is. Is it a grave matter it is a grave matter. It's, well, it is you a grave matter, the, but is that one of those that that 
the the gravity is like a, a sliding scale kind of a thing. I mean, yeah. you know, like like there's a lot of sins. Like you steal something. Okay, well, the act is a sin. Um, you know, before you stole it, you didn't sin. You stole it. Now you've sinned. And and maybe depending on the the size and value of it, before you stole it, you didn't sin. Now that you've stole it, you've committed a mortal sin. But yeah. how does that work with work on Sundays? There's the, that's kind of one of those things. It's it's like uh, you know, uh, if you want to become Pharisaical about it, it's like well, okay, uh, you know, fifty steps, you've entered venial sin territory when you get to 75 it's mortal sin territory or something like that you know the <laughs> it would be I nice mean, if it was that quantifiable but um it's not no it's yeah it's even worse than that it, it's it's like it's it's one of those that you really have to search your heart you know are you making the day the lord's day are you blessing it within your uh cadence of life yeah well, you read from the Catechism, but um, listen to what the Catechism on the Council uh, of the listen to what Council the Catechism of, of the Council of Trent says. Yeah. Okay. But those who altogether neglect its fulfillment resist God and His Church. They heed not God's command and are enemies of Him and His holy laws, of which the easiness of the command itself is proof. We should. It is true, be prepared to undergo the severest labor for the sake of God. But in this commandment, he imposes on us no labor. He only commands us to rest and disengage ourselves from worldly cares on those days which are to be kept holy. To uh, to refuse obedience to this commandment is, therefore, proof of extreme boldness. And the punishments uh, with which this infraction has been visited by God, as we learn from the book of Numbers... And then goes on about the book of numbers, but um, mm-hmm. pretty strong words. Yeah, I mean, very different than the wording in the modern catechism. Not something to be considered like uh, telling white lies or something like that. At least it's yeah, it's something we should be taking seriously. And it's not something seriously. to be. Oh, if I if I can get my if I can get my stars to align, yeah, I'll make Sunday a day of rest. But otherwise, it's a catch-up day, and that's I think what a lot of people do is they make it a catch-up day. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's clearly wrong. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, even if you fall behind in your work, you have the obligation specifically to rest to make that day holy. Yeah, you you disengage yourself from worldly cares. It's it's God's day. Think of this: you have the obligation to go to mass. You have to go to mass. When you're at Mass, you have to be engaged in Mass. It's a holy time. You've got to be focused with your attention on the mysteries of the Eucharist that you're participating in. You would never say, I've got so much, I'm going to have to use this hour while I'm sitting in church to, you know, catch up on some of my accounting or some yeah, homework. Yeah, sit there, balance your checkbook like while that. you're in the pew. Well, exactly. You would never think of doing that. It would just, it would, it would you know, cause you to, to think that you were committing, you know, some horrible blasphemy against the mass to do that. Yeah. That's how you should think of working on Sundays. And it shouldn't really be that hard. <laughs> no, that's I mean, true. It's like, hey, I have to rest. Now, you know, that's the it, it does say in the modern catechism that, that there's a long, and this is true, Christian tradition of using some of the time of that rest 
to then perform works of charity for the poor, especially. Right. In addition to the works, you know, the prayer for works of piety and so forth. Right. Especially, I, I cases like, um, I don't know, Dad, Dad needs some plumbing done, and number one, it's a reason for me to go visit him, which maybe doesn't happen real often. And number two, yeah. I can help him get his plumbing done. Things like that. Yeah, seem like a especially good way to you go. know that you know he he can't really afford a plumber, <laughs> right? At so, this point, you know, it, so but it, things like that. Yeah, that's in true. That, seem that like, might fall under that. Yeah. Um, how far have we gone? About a half hour. I I don't have a whole lot yeah. more to add. Okay, well, Those I've got a couple one. things to add. Okay, to sort of, well, you know, there's one thing that we haven't talked about. Yeah. We'll talk about that, and then I'll add this other stuff. It's um, some people once in a while question the seriousness from a Christian point of view of the Sunday rest obligation when the Christians don't even follow the original Sabbath. Yeah. Because that's actually on the Saturday, and the Sunday follows it. Right. And I don't know if you did any research into the theology behind i mean there's there's i mean the 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 historical process was just that was the day the lord rose they had in that became the day they blessed and and you know within the first century basically christian worship uh transferred in terms of the obligation of Mm -hmm. a holy day from the sabbath to the sunday but there's actually some theology behind that because in you know the original sabbath was based on the idea that God created the world in six days and then on the seventh day he rested. Yeah. But when Christ came, and we see this in the book of Revelation especially, but we also see it throughout the Old Testament preparing for uh, the coming of Christ, the old order of the world was done away with and a new order of the world was brought about. In Revelation, we have the old Jerusalem, which is the whore of Babylon, and the New Jerusalem coming down from, you know, heaven, which is the Catholic Church. Right. Um, in that new order, it's on the day of, of his resurrection that Christ came into his rest. And so not only is it the first day, because it's the day of the first new creation after the end of the rest from the old creation, but it's also the true day of rest that God's calling us all to, which is the resurrection of Christ, because he calls us all into that resurrection in which we're going to rest in him in heaven. And so it's truly a day, the day of rest of the Lord, according to the new order. Right. In the, uh, in the old order, um, we, had, we had the Trinity without bodies creating this universe, and then, quote, resting on the last day. Um, in the new order, Christ actually has a body yeah. which rests on and he, the first day. He, he, it's kind of interesting because he fulfilled the physical rest requirement of the Sabbath because he died on the cross on um, you know, late Friday afternoon. Yeah. And then remained dead in the tomb, resting throughout Saturday, and then early Sunday morning, um, he rose. So his physical body fulfilled the requirement of the law under the old order, and then entered into his true rest 
in his resurrected state in his you know the glorified glory, yeah in the yeah in his glorified body on Sunday um, under the new order. So and of course it's not like you know the apostles probably had some understanding of this. They they they. I, it's kind of funny when I when I read commentaries on the writings of of Paul and even you know the 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 few letters we have of Peter and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's like it's like wow you know the apostles I mean they wrote from a position of knowledge that even today we're like still scratching the surface of uh, right. because they learned at the feet of Jesus and they were given directly the you know uh, inspiration as not just as carriers of the deposit of faith, but as as providers of the deposit of faith. Revelation was through the apostles under the Holy Spirit. Um, so yeah. they probably understood all of this, but they didn't necessarily write down everything that they knew. They couldn't. Um, yeah. They even said so that. What's that? They even said that. Oh, They're yeah. Johnny, John even said that. Yeah. In the at the in the right at the end of the gospel. Um, so the church herself, after the apostles developed into a little bit of this theology, understanding the, the Sunday as the true day of rest under the new order and, you know, so on and so forth. But it's nonetheless clear that, you know, within two generations, the, the holy day of the Lord had completely transferred from the Sabbath to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, no, there every was one... now and then I would mm-hmm. get arguments from Seventh Day Adventists and uh, Messianic Jews, a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm kind of surprised that they don't see the importance of the resurrection in comparison to the oh, seventh day right. of creation. And yeah. It, they kind of, they just keep saying, well, it says on, rest on the seventh day. Well, it says this. It says the Sabbath. The, <laughs> I know. They, okay. They, I don't yeah. know what to say. <laughs> they, they, they don't get that. Okay, yes, that was the old order. And you see in Revelation that the old order is done away with. <laughs> right. You've got to accept the new order. And in fact, um, we see in... Um, what is it, Paul to the Galatians? He's t- he he's talking about. I think that's the one when he's talking about that he withstood Peter to the face because Peter. Yeah, Peter wouldn't even eat ju- with even the... just for the sake. Well, it, it and I mean, this I think the specific thing might have been that you know that he wouldn't uh, eat you know certain thing non kosher foods or whatever. But but the point Paul was making was that Peter knew that he was no longer bound by the old mosaic law he was bound Mm -hmm. to the new you know christian fulfillment of the law it was the you know it's not like the mosaic law is is now bad or that it became you know it's not like like oh we thought that was right but now we learned it's not no it was right up until christ came and fulfilled it and now the new law is christ well um peter knew this but because he was you know people speculate as to why was it because he was personally embarrassed about what other Jews would think of him? Was it because he felt like he might be giving scandal to other Jews and he didn't want to do that? Who knows what it really was, but he was making himself beholden to the old laws that he was supposed to, you know, put off when he put on Christ. And uh, Paul makes a pretty big deal about that in the, um, in the letter. 
Yeah, and he brings it up in several cases. I mean, he brings that up several times, usually mm-hmm. going back to circumcision. Yeah, that's the right. Fact I, there was the, that... This old law is not, and and Paul's the one who uh, was killing for the old law. Who was? That's right. And, and that's right. It's he was like persecuting he, the Christians. He seemed to understand more than anyone that these old laws are dead. And 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 you know the the circumcision thing that that is really significant because that goes all the way back to Abraham. That was the sign of entry into the covenant. And now, and, and, and right in the Bible, it has it recorded that the apostles met and they decided, no, you do not need to be circumcised to enter into the covenant of the new order under Christ. I wonder, do Seventh-day Adventists uh, believe in circumcision? I don't know. Why would they pay attention to that? The Sabbath the others law, and not, not that, that one. I bet they do. Hmm. Here we go. Google knew what I wanted to ask. Yeah. It says, Every SDA church in Africa and likely the rest of the world should be promoting male infant circumcision as an Adventist health message as much as... Uh, okay. So it's not... I a, guess, I guess it a, must be a question among them. It's not just a given like it is for they Jews. They still argue about it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. But I wanted to bring, because I want to bring back around the seriousness of this idea of consecrating a day to God and, and making it a day of rest. A lot of people think of it as, oh yeah, that's the third commandment. Uh, and it is. But here's what people don't, a lot of people probably don't know this. So, you know, in the Bible it says in Genesis that, you know, after God having created the world, he rested on the seventh day. That's, you know, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. You really don't hear anything more about that. You you don't see it in the Bible when he's talking to Abraham. You don't see it as he's talking to uh, you know Israel or or any of the people as they came into Egypt or anything. Where it start where it shows up again the first time that it shows up again is in Exodus. They've gotten out of Egypt. They have not yet received the Ten Commandments. And this is Exodus uh, 16. It's right around the time when God's going to give them manna from heaven. And he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, uh, and this is uh, Exodus 16, um, like 4. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. Now, it's okay, gather bread. It's the only thing we have to eat. What's that got to do with the law? But then he says, on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses, so he's saying you get twice as much. Don't go out on the seventh day. And this is before he defines this as a commandment. This is before the commandments. Um, and then it, it says later, uh, it's talking about, okay, the manna came, the people gathered. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, uh, two omers apiece. I guess an omer is a measure of some kind. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil. And all that is left over lay by to be kept till the morning. So they laid it by to the morning as Moses bade them. And it did not become foul. Earlier, 
they tried to hold some of the mana over for a second day and it developed words, worms and became foul. Yeah. So this time they held it over for the second day and it did not become foul. Uh, and Moses said, eat it today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it. But on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none on the seventh. Then on the seventh day, some of the people went out to look for some. And of course, that made God angry. It's like people immediately people do never what God tells Moses to, that, you know, Moses told them, God said, don't do this. It, it's like when you read Exodus and Numbers or Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, it's like amazing how like stiff necked everybody. It's like they yeah. just completely ignore what God says. Um, but I think that's part of the point. After that big ordeal with the, the, uh, Egypt and the slavery and then the freedom and then the desert and they still just can't just do what the heck he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> and Moses keeps having, you know, God says, you know what? These people are, are not even listening to me. I, I'm just going to wipe them out. And Moses keeps having to plead, God, no, don't do that. You know, um, yeah. of course, God's just, just you know, testing Moses of course and 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 strengthening him but um but any the point is this the very first commandment God gave we think of the 10 commandments and you think of them in order the first commandment that he gave to Moses on Mount Sinai was the commandment you know I am the Lord thy God thou shalt not have false gods no idols and so on and so forth but interestingly as a actual covenant commandment the first one that he actually gave was the Sabbath, the day of rest. Don't go out and gather on the Sabbath. He did that before he did any of the other commandments. And, and it was actually some, some days, you know, some months, I think before he gave them the commandments. Um, okay. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is numbers, probably the same numbers that they referred to in the, the, uh, catechism from Trent that you were reading. And if you look in Numbers 15, and this kind of tells you how serious this is. Now, the people have the commandments. They received them back in uh, Exodus. But it happens, they say, uh, while the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. All he was doing, gathering sticks to, what, for a fire or something. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation They put him in custody because it had not been made plain what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, the man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So that was it. Wow. That's a big one. Yeah, it is. It is harsh. And, and, you know, (laughs) well, you know, but the thing, it's kind of funny that it says they don't, they didn't know what the, the punishment would be. Um, but even after he gave the Ten Commandments, he gave the Ten Commandments, Moses came down, find everybody you know, with the golden calf, and then God had to make new tablets of stone. And then after that, um, Moses assembled the congregations, and he says, these are the things, and it's talking about all the lists of the tasks that they have, because he gave them a lot of tasks that they all have to fulfill. These are the things which the Lord has commanded you to do. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day... You shall have a holy Sabbath of solemn rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire in your habitations on the Sabbath day. Now, 
I'm, I don't know, it, you shall kindle no fire. I don't know whether that means, for example, that, that you can't even have a fire, or whether it means you're supposed to have, you're supposed to keep the fire burning overnight from Saturday, or I mean from the day before, the, the Friday, the sixth day, and already have sticks laid up in your tent so you can just add them to the fire without doing any work. Well, I don't know. But I mean, starting matter. a the fire point is, back then would have been a little bit more. It was work a big deal. It, it was that's what I'm thinking. So kindling a fire is a lot of work. Yeah. Um. So, but but the point is, um. You know, right there, he said the penalty is death, and then the people like kind of didn't. It's like they didn't want to believe it. Like, well, yeah, the penalty is death. But are we really going to stone this guy just for gathering sticks? So they they bound him and bring brought him to Moses and Aaron, and. Moses said, okay, God, what do we do? And God said, put him to death. I already told you what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, if anybody thinks this concept of making, you know, our holy day, our day of, of um, obligation to the Lord, a, a day of true rest uh, and truly blessing it and abstaining from labor as we're able and as, you know, as is fitting... Um, you know, even Jesus, he was accused of breaking the Sabbath and he said some things about that. Yeah. But if you ever think that it's, that it's not to be taken seriously, go read some of these things. This is how God treated it. Yeah. This is, it's, it's, this is God's law. It's not like man wrote these laws. And then when Jesus came, he said, look, those were man's laws. Now I'm going to give you God's law. These, these laws were from God. They're God's laws. He said God wrote them for the sake of man, but they're God's laws. Yeah. And Jesus did rest on the Sabbath. He he just yeah. healed someone. and He, just, the, he the, healed someone, and, and they happened to be pulling some, some wheat off of some stalks to, to chew on or something. Yeah. They, uh, the, uh, they were trying to catch him doing something, and they were using the laws of God. Again, they were trying to use them against God. And yeah. it wasn't going to work. They're trying to use God's laws against God. <laughs> that doesn't mean we can ignore the third commandment. Okay. Yeah. That. All right. Anyway, that's, that's all, I got. all I've got. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into news then. Uh, all right. Some weird thing. You know. Okay. We talked about the shootings last week. Yeah. Um. Now mostly people are just saying it was a, it was a uh, a racial killing. I mean. That's what I'm the hearing a lot. The guy admitted it wasn't. The guy said it was to keep him because he he, he was having, he was like, I don't know, addicted to sex or something like yeah. that. Okay, he was addicted to sex or something like that. And so he said he was he was shooting them in order to, uh, I don't know, remove the uh, temptation. temptation to his addic- addiction or something, you know, along those lines. Right. Um, it's, it's like if I'm... It's like if I'm an alcoholic and I go and and you know shoot up a um, a rum distillery, d- does that mean it's it's just racist against Jamaicans or something? Right. It's that kind of a thing. Silly. You know that. <laughs> yeah. But they want so badly this to be over race, and then yeah, they want everything to be over race. And then there's this uh, there's this uh, mass shooting in Colorado, and. I guess let's see nine nine civilians and a cop are killed um, at a supermarket, and you read the news and it's just a shooting, and they don't this talk at Boulder. all about race or nationality. 
you have to kind of dig to find out the guy was a uh, Arabian, I guess, and I guess he was a Muslim. This was a oh, this was a classic uh, terrorist type shooting. This is this is ISIL. I don't know if it's ISIL, but but, but okay, it's that kind of thing. At least from what I can tell, there's not a lot of details out there. People aren't talking about those details. You know that race has something to do with it when they don't talk about race. Now, Ahmad race had nothing to do with the other Ali one Ali in Atlanta. Huh? Yeah, he was... I, I'm reading his name. Ahmad Ali Aliwi Alisa. Yeah, it's one of those. That's his name. Yeah. I mean, so I don't... You know, it's weird how... Um, throughout most of Trump's presidency, these things were just not happening. And now suddenly we're talking about him every week again. I know. You notice that? I mean, that's true. Why I is mean, that? they're coming kind of fast and furious. I mean, I know you had the riots and stuff during the summer of 2020. Yeah, but those weren't mass um, shootings. That's, yeah. Those, well, they those, shot, but, maybe. But, I don't know, but. You know, I thought but, this yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of. Uh, it's like. I thought he was going to unite us. That's right. That's right. Biden was going to be everybody's be president or something yeah. like that. Hmm. So, you know, that stuff's going on, and I don't know. I, I have a feeling we're going to see more of this. Um, so that, okay, Russia wants an apology from Biden after what he said last week, and Biden had referred to Putin as a soulless killer. And uh, Russia's saying they're going to retaliate. I don't know what with, but... Retaliate? Um, what does that mean? Retaliate for name-calling? You know, you call me yeah. a name, well, I'll call your mother a name? Uh, what, is that, they want an is apology. Is this a schoolyard now? Yeah. Well, they want an apology. <laughs> Take it or back. an explanation um, from Biden. And they say they're okay, going to well, retaliate. Let's, let's so. see whether Biden and his administration has any backbone at this point. Yeah. Because there's, uh, there's certainly no no love lost between Putin and uh, and any of us uh, conservatives. <laughs> there's also the uh, North Korean vice foreign minister is he's refusing to talk to the U.S. until it stops its hostile policy. And I tried to find out what the hostile that? policy was, and it has huh. something to do with Pyongyang, but I can't tell what. I don't know what I think. I think it's more name-calling. I think it's somehow uh, someone in the U.S. referred to someone else as something, and now they're refusing in, to talk to us. After huh. Trump calls, what, what did he call, what did he call uh, the guy in North Korea? The, I don't know. He met with him. I mean, he said, hey, yeah, seems like a great guy. We got along. And then the guy came up and wasn't willing to concede some of the, you know, things that Trump wanted. He said, well, then we're not going to negotiate further. Um, yeah, and then they were, though. They did. But, no, the thing is, I mean, he called him a fat little dictator, didn't he? Oh, did he? Did he? Hold on. Let me let me look this up. Yeah, he called Kim Jong-un... Uh, a daughter. Oh, no, he called, he called Trump a daughter. Yeah, because he called him an old lunatic. An old lunatic? Okay, that's fitting. Yeah, President T Trump calls... Uh, Kim Jong-un, short and fat. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, so he said, why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? 
Oh, that's okay. what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, here's that's the hilarious. thing. Trump says things like that, but I, out of that, somehow he pulls out peace. Yeah. Now, Joe Biden doesn't do anything that brazen, and yet there's all kinds of problems already. He hasn't even been president in a year, and there's all kinds of and he's problems. Got, it, mm-hmm. It's just it shows how incompetent Washington is, and how it, Trump, yeah. within such a short time, pulled everything together and made things work. And now it's back to same old, same old. And it's we're going to have all these stupid wars again. And oh well. But you know there are people who are banking on that because that's how they make their money. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's it's frustrating, and it it's the kind of thing that. Look, a lot of innocent people die in these things. We don't know them. Yeah. We don't talk to them. We don't see them. But, and it's so senseless. I think it's the kind of thing that calls for vengeance from God. And I, that's all I know to say about that. You know, I, I, I come up with cockamamie theories while we're in the midst of a co- podcast once in a while. Yeah. Um, and it just now occurred to me. Okay, so we... I just mentioned that's how, you know, certain people make their money from wars. And we, you know, everybody knows about the whole military industrial complex, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, what about the military informational complex? I wonder if companies like Google, Amazon, Apple, and other infrastructural informational companies uh, who have their fingers in, in these various nations, good and bad, I wonder if they actually somehow make money on the, I guess, the ability to analyze and sell analysis and, like, if you think of the information available from one region to another in terms of, like, a floodgates, they can tweak and open and close the sluices and make... I wonder if there's actually some aspect of profitability for those companies as well when more countries are more hostile to one another. I would bet that exists, and I would bet that's... Uh, it's not something that was always there, though, because I, mm-hmm. I think it's something that they it's thought... It's a very new hey, thing if we it's could, there. Uh, we could take advantage of this stuff, because um, they take advantage of everything. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. they're getting too big for their britches now. I think, or at least I hope... Um, just from the fighting that they're going to do between each other, that some of their power is going to be reined in a little bit. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. So, uh, Pope Francis has designated the Archdiocese of Quito in Ecuador as the host of the 2024 International Eucharistic Congress. I have no idea what the International Eucharistic Congress is going to do, but... Um, I don't know. A lot of people are getting really scared about losing the Latin mass. And I would say that's a valid. Oh, I know that he, okay. I, I don't see this being announced everywhere. Now, Taylor Marshall does have a lot of inside information. He knows a lot Mm -hmm. of people and he is saying, yes, it was banned. The TLM was banned inside, uh, the Vatican in St. Peter's Square. Oh, really? So yeah. They're not so a, now, n- nobody who wanted to would ever be allowed to say the TLM <laughs> there. 
the way he kind of described it, and this, well, this, you know what? Let me, let me say this part first, uh, this news item. Pope Francis issues a decree in which, uh, he cuts 10% of the cardinals and other official salary in view of the fact that the Vatican's finances foresee a deficit of 50 million euros this year. So he's cutting okay. salaries. Um, salaries for cardinals. Yeah, I don't know how much that who matters. do not have families to support. All their salary goes to either works of charity that they do or to uh, allowing them to... You know, make visits Live to lavish lifestyle, you know, travel, travel, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I, I did. yeah. I mean, well, they, I, uh, I know that there's a there's an appropriate, you know, level of state, you know, um, that should be afforded a cardinal. But yeah, I can't think that well, cutting their salaries ten percent is going to be that big a deal. When you got people like McCarrick bringing in yeah, a bunch of money, the, and then suddenly McCarrick's gone, um, and then I don't know. It, there was a company kind of tracking some of these uh, cardinals and archbishops, and of course, this they wouldn't be affected by this. Uh, this is only the cardinals, well, and other officials. Right. I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, the fact is, he's losing money, and yes, the way Taylor Marshall described it is that you would go in St. Peter's Square, and there would be a lot of pilgrimages. And a lot of different priests are having mass in their own little groups. And oh, that's for the not going to be allowed anymore. Oh, really? Everybody has to have one mass, and they have to, I can't remember what they call it, co- co-celebrate or something like that, where all the priests... Come celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I Come know. together and... Well, the thing is... Stupid. Why would he... Oh. That means one collection basket. Oh, okay. Now, that was the accusation I heard. I kind of don't know if I go for that because it's, they don't make that much money from a collection basket. On those collections, yeah. That's, that's not that's not how they make money. Go on those pilgrim, a lot of people go on those pilgrimages, I think. Uh, yeah, rich people do go on pilgrimages, but yeah, I think a lot of people... Yeah, but they don't that's, have money with them that they savings to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they spend on airplane tickets and junk like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. But I, I know he's... Look, the COVID hurt everyone. But... And the I think the American church kind of made out because they're getting a lot more money from the U.S. government now. And they were making a whole lot off of these immigration... Uh, off, the, off these immigrants. And then they right. lost that when Trump came along. That's going to be back soon, number one. That's right. Number two, they're getting a bunch of money from COVID relief. I don't think they should get any money from COVID relief. No, I don't think uh, they why, should get a why dime. Would they? That's they're not doing but, anything. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, if they're not an essential service, then why don't why not let them die out? Why give them the money? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Let 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 the bishops state the case that the churches need to be open and they should be considered essential and nobody should be turned away from church. Let the bishops right. make that case and then we'll support them with our uh, money in yeah. the basket. Yeah, let them do a little work for once in their lives. Oh, well, that's not going to happen, but... Yeah. Um, so I guess Tokyo's organizing committee of the Olympic and Paralympic Games announced that... Uh, overseas spectators will be banned from entry to Japan. 
to watch the 2020 Summer Olympics. That means only Japanese spectators. Yeah, that's kind of... Because everybody except Japanese are overseas. Does that include like family members of the uh, athletes? and Oh, of the com- com- competitors? I, I, I wonder. Yeah, that's a good question. Because even mainland China is overseas for Japan. Why did I say 2020? To watch the 2020 Olympics. You meant 2020. You meant 2024, right? Well, that's what I would have thought, but I'm reading it. It says 2020. It says 2020? Uh, Vicky flagged me and said, you said 2020. And I said, yeah, I did say 2020, but that's what it says. Let's look this up. Um, The 2020 Summer Olympics will begin on Friday, July 23rd, 2021. So you're right. This is the 2020 Olympics. It's just... It's just oh, because post- they're postponed. late. Yeah. Oh, they late. were postponed because of That's COVID. That's all it is. All right. Right. So. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch the Olympics anyway because I That's think so they're dumb. gay. But all right, yeah. they. I just I don't know. Uh, that's like having like a like a, a Super Bowl late, which I don't watch those either. But <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. We're withdrawing troops from Afghanistan, and we got a May 1st deadline. Okay. You know, even Trump didn't take everyone out of Afghanistan. I I feel like something's something's wrong here. Yeah, what's what's going on? I don't know. It just says, U.S. Yeah, uh, Defense that's... Secretary Lloyd Austin makes an unannounced trip to Afghanistan instead of the May 1st deadline to withdraw troops from the country. Hmm. Why are we withdrawing troops from Afghanistan? And and Trump wanted as many troops home as he could get home. Yeah, but he didn't. But he, maybe the maybe the May 1st deadline is something that Trump had set in motion. Could be. Yeah. And maybe this guy is making an unannounced trip and maybe he's going to interrupt that whatever that is. Yeah. I guess we'll wait and see. Speaking of ISIL, uh 22 people killed in a series of raids on three villages in Niger. Niger? Oh, I'm sorry. Niger. So, I don't know. And, and these are the suspected ISIL-linked militants. Yep, it's it's coming it, back. Yeah. Just like we predicted. Yeah, of course we've I, got the recording. <laughs> trying to claim, claim, claim credit for a prediction like that, I mean, it's so yeah, obvious. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, more, you know fires in northern california 50 over 56,000 acres burned in northern california um hmm. they're saying it's uh this is the of forest can't find the name of it i think it was like zoo 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 i had the name of it and now i can't find it did you say 60,000 acres uh zog this <laughs> is zulu <laughs> it's called the zog fire z-o-g-g zog Zog fire? Why? Yeah. Is I, that the name of a certain kind of fire? No, that's usually, they name these after where they start. Like, I think anywhere oh, okay. from like a neighborhood to an actual street name sometimes. But um, a gray pine tree fell on power lines, and that's what started the fire. So huh. for the past four years, what has Trump been saying? These wildfires are caused forest by management. bad forest management. Forest management, yeah. You got a pine tree next to a power line. You cut it down. Bad man. Look how in Indiana, I I drive through places. Uh, Hoosier National Forest, for example, power lines go through there. Um, they cut a wide swath of trees out. 
Yeah. That can't happen. And they don't have problems. I mean, this, yeah. Indiana doesn't burn down every we year. We never burn down. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I think I only got one mm. more here. We did have that fire down in, um, that's not Indiana, that's the, that's uh, Tennessee. Where was... Yeah, that was Tennessee. Gatlinburg. They had the Gallenberg Ga- fire. And that was a huge deal because it doesn't happen very often there. It doesn't happen, yeah. I mean, And then was, you guys saw that fire in uh, um, Daniel Boone. Yeah, but I'll tell National you what. Course, right? Yeah, we, we, we did see that, and it was pretty impressive what we saw. Um, but Nothing those fires, like although they happen kind of often, they don't burn the entire forest down because of no. forest management. Yeah. They they section out parts of the land. Number one by logging, and number two, mm-hmm. they uh, they burn brush. They get rid of it. Oh yeah, they have brush fires that they allow to. Mm-hmm. So it, it oh well. Uh, Virginia just became the twenty third state to abolish the death penalty. I'm kind of surprised it took them that long. Virginia, Virginia. I mean that's a. It, it, that's kind of a weird state because it. If you go to Virginia and you talk to the people there, you see a lot of down home people. You see a lot of Republicans, but it's run by but Democrats because of Washington D.C. Yeah, and that where Governor Northam. Yeah, was the the governor who was saying that yeah, if a baby survives an abortion, we'll go, we'll, ahead, and we'll go ahead and we'll make them comfortable while the mom decides whether to kill them. Yeah. Anyway. It, you and, got, but they'll abolish the death penalty. We won't. We won't kill hardened criminals. Yeah, you got a lot of good people in Virginia, but it's being run mm-hmm. by people like that. But it's a yeah, it, it, good people ruled by a bad state. Yeah, is I, I think it's a really terrible situation there. I think mm-hmm. I think the plight of Virginia is a lot worse than say the plight of Illinois or California. Yeah, because the people in Illinois and California, they know they're who's ruling them, and they understand it, and most of them like it. But uh, I shouldn't say most of them like it. They it's been that way it. for a while. <laughs> they could have moved out a long yeah. time ago. But in Virginia, it's like these a lot of these people are tied to the land. You know, they don't want to move. Right. And if you've ever gone through Virginia, you can understand why. That's beautiful country. Yeah, that's some really neat. Uh... I. Really neat Sincerely land wish I could move there, either there or West Virginia. It's, it's just fantastic country. Uh, that's all the news I got. All right. Well, I got a couple things. Let's see. Oh, uh, top of the list of nonsense news is this proclamation uh, from President Biden ordering flags to be flown at uh, half-staff uh, for the prostitutes that were killed in atlanta for the prostitutes that were killed in atlanta we're gonna flag we're gonna fly, fly the flag half at half mast now i always thought that that was supposed to be dignitaries heads of state yeah. that kind of stuff of various types i went and looked i i did a search i've got a, a link at ushistory.org um it's an faq um and it it doesn't like layout specifically or give citations so much but I'm, I'm reading a section that says can the governor order the u.s flag half staff for anyone he or she chooses the answer is no then it gives a brief description of the governor's um authority 
mm-hmm. and those that he can, you know, fly the the his the flags in his state at half mast for. And then it says the president, by comparison, is authorized to half staff the U.S. flag by proclamation upon the death of principal figures of the U.S. government and the governor of a state territory possession, as well as in the event of the death of other officials or foreign dignitaries. So, for example, when Pope John Paul II died, we flew our flags at half-mast. I was kind of surprised to read that when Margaret Thatcher died, we did not do that. Well, that was under Obama. Yeah. Um, But the thing, the the point is, now, I I think there have actually been some laws passed since whenever this FAQ was put together um, that allows the president to just sort of have broad discretion, you know, fly the flag at half mast for whoever he wants. But the thing is, historically, when you look at, at what it's reserved for, um, flying it for prostitutes? Yeah. Really? I mean, come on. I, well, but you know this this <laughs> this is the Democrats. This is this is the party that the Americans have elected to run the Biden. country. This is the guy who likes smelling prostitutes' hair. Yeah, maybe I mean, he, you know the, the smell their hair. Or he something. has smelled their hair, it's, and he's like, "I'm sure going to miss that hair." <laughs> yeah, let's let's fly half half mast for that. Biden likes okay. Asian hair more than <laughs> white hair or black hair. Uh, that could be. That could be. Uh, all right. This one's kind of cool. Um, a uh, piece of the Wright brothers' first airplane is now on Mars. Is now on Mars. So, yeah. The, so NASA had the the Martian helicopter, and apparently they um, have announced that they had took a small fabric swatch from the original 1903 uh, Wright flyer, and put it on that helicopter so now it's on mars so that's like the extent kind of represents i guess the extent of the the development of our um wow you know really yeah cool. from, from from the wright brothers all the way to to mars now yeah uh, so that's pretty cool <laughs> that is neat you know here's the thing i mean up until a few years ago i didn't think mars even had an atmosphere i mean in school we were told that mars had no atmosphere Yes, and obviously things have developed since then and, uh, in terms of they, our knowledge. But yeah, yeah, you can't have a helicopter without an atmosphere, guys. But even, it's kind of amazing. I mean, okay, so they do have one, but it's very, it very is, thin. It is extremely, it's very thin. Yeah, I'm reading here. The fact here, it that says they can the make pound, one work is incredible. Well, it's, it's saying that... Um, the four-pound helicopter will attempt to rise 10 feet into the extremely thin Martian air on its first hop. The four up to what? Five inc- Did you say four-pound or four-ton? Four-pound. Okay. 1.8 kilogram. Yeah, four pounds. Okay. A brick. Think, think of a brick. Okay. I thought you said um, a ton at first. I was going to say, oh, that's no. an, I, don't, I don't see that. Uh, no. They're lying to us. <laughs> is this another story from China? <laughs> Although, yeah, this is a chi- China's uh, helicopter. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it says up to five increasingly higher and longer flights are planned over the course of a month. So, so they, what they're, it, they're is it, uh, testing like, the air out as far as the ability to support flight like that. Is it like sitting there and recharging or something? Or why, why does it uh, make see, a hop and then stop and then make another hop later? Because they're all experimental. 
they don't know exactly how well it's going to do within the, the atmosphere. Okay. Well, maybe they're they're measuring like uh, different parts of the year and stuff. Does Could Mars be. have years? Right. So, I mean, I think anything have, with an atmosphere do they would have, have some kind of year? Oh, oh, you know what? So the question of whether they have seasons, um, that would be that would depend on the tilt of the yeah planet. I because if, if it's not, I tilted, thought Earth was a little bit odd that way, and that because most of the tilt planets don't tilt here let's look it up you know they've got a little video uh, 25 degrees yeah it does on this link okay so yeah um and it's it's showing these little clips of of the helicopter it's kind of it the helicopter is kind of one of those um you know the the modern uh the the like a drone yeah, well, kind of like the drone, but I'm thinking like the, the, the little things that you can buy that fly around in your house that are really hard to control, but they've got yeah. the two different propellers uh, going in the opposite directions or something like that. It looks yeah. something like that. Okay. So anyway, so the Wright brothers have made it all the way to Mars with, you know, a couple of boys from Ohio, which started out at Kitty Hawk, uh, North Carolina, has now gone all the way to Mars. Yeah, talk about American sex- exceptionalism. That's right. That's right. Okay, this is just a uh, uh, stroke of luck. You know, this would be so much cooler if he had said a little prayer to St. Anthony. Uh, Tennessee man uh, lost his $1 million winning lottery ticket in a parking lot. It was a $1 blustery afternoon. $1 million. Ticket. Is his name he Earl? lost it. Earl, why? Is that a, is that a reference to something? My name is Earl. I don't know it. Is that a show? You never saw that show? Okay. No. It's it's pretty raunchy, but it was kind of funny. It was funny for like one or two seasons, but okay. Oh, well. Anyway, um, Sparta resident Nick Slatton learned on March 11th he had had won the lottery. Um, $1 million. This is the Tennessee Education Lottery. Yeah. Uh, Went around continuing to do errands that day and uh in the afternoon or yeah in the afternoon he realized that he didn't have the ticket anymore and because you know, the i guess if you have an unsigned ticket anybody can, if somebody finds it they can cash it yeah. kind of like you know standard lotteries to their their yeah. you know you think of them as bearer bonds whoever has it gets to redeem it so anyway he started retracing his steps and he found it in the auto parts store parking lot <laughs> He almost well, deserves cool. to lose it for being that careless, but you know, yeah. I'm glad he if found it. If you won the lottery, would you <laughs> spend the rest of the it. day doing I, errands? I uh, not before going home and putting it into my safe before I can yeah. get a chance to redeem it. Right. <laughs> it's like for it's a million dollars, as anything usual else can him. wait for just a minute. Yeah, <laughs> eh, a million here, a million there. <laughs> yeah, he took his he took his brother out to buy a car. I don't know if he intended to pay for the car with his million. <laughs> And then, he should uh, wait until he cashes the ticket. Got next some time. lunch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, congratulations on the win. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the uh, ring right. that I found? The ring? The ring? No. The wedding like, ring? Like, oh, okay. I, I was I was picturing a like a Smeagol ring. I'm no. The it's a, a wedding ring. My wedding ring. I oh, your wedding ring. Did okay. I, did I tell this no, story on this podcast? No. I don't want to tell it twice if I already told You it. have not told the story to me. Okay. If you told it, it was when I wasn't here. Or when we're at the gorge drinking. So, um, 
When I worked in Blue Ash at this place, I would stick my hand out the window on the highway. Yeah. And you know how you wave your arm up and down in the sure, wind? Sure, you kind of make aerodynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I did that like almost every day. Whoop. But, um, oh, because my defrost didn't work real well, so I had to keep my window down. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I go to work, I tap on the door and I always use my ring finger and I make that, that tap noise with my ring and say right. goodnight, goodbye to Vicky who's still in bed, which I did that morning like I do every morning. When I got to work, the door was locked because I had gotten there a little bit early, and I tapped on that door because to to get the guy to come let me in, and my ring was gone. So somewhere between home and uh, work on the highway, that ring must have flown off. So... Um, and I, I searched my car, I searched everything anyway, but it just, it wasn't coming back. So fast forward one year, I no longer work there. Actually, I've been laid off, so I'm on unemployment, I'm home all day. Me and Vicky are fighting nonstop because that's what happens when both people are home all day. Um, let's see, I'm downstairs doing dishes. She went upstairs. I think we just had a fight. She went upstairs angry and laid down and fell asleep. And I got two kids. They're both downstairs playing with toys and stuff. And Vicky mm-hmm. comes down an hour or two later and says, where'd you find it? I said, what are you talking about? She says, was that you upstairs? I said, no, I was, I'm washing dishes. She said, someone came into our room, a man, and put this on my finger and held up my wedding ring. That is so weird. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's you know, you little dings and stuff make it recognizable. It's definitely my wedding ring. Wow! <laughs> All I right, I would have rather found a million dollar lottery ticket, but oh well. yeah, because then you could buy a new wedding ring. Yeah, I take what I can get. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, in Michigan. Um, you, you'll appreciate this because you were a pizza delivery guy for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, in in Michigan, a tr- Detroit man's dinner was spoiled when the DoorDash driver who was delivering his pizza dropped the pizza out of his box onto the front porch. This was all caught on video by the, uh, like, the he, he had one of those doorbell camera yeah. things. Um, after it dropped out, it the guy picked it up slipped it back into the box and delivered <laughs> it. He delivered it. <laughs> yeah. That takes guts. I know. You know, I would never do something like that. <laughs> I I mean, I I worked okay, I delivered pizza, which means I also worked in the pizza joint making pizzas yeah. when I'm not delivering. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I'm talking to someone and um you know how sometimes you talk and a little bit of spittle comes out. And I saw it come out and I saw it land on a pizza. You're talking about less than a drop, but yeah. nobody saw it and it would have been fine, but I, you couldn't, I do, couldn't it. do it. I was like, all right, guys, I'm, I took it out and I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm throwing it away. He's like, what? what, what? I said, look, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say this. I spit on it. Okay. We need a new pizza. Get another pizza. <laughs> I could never do that to someone. 
That's funny. Oh well. What else we got? Alright. Uh so next is Okay, so last last time uh we talked about Taiwan, a Taiwanese restaurant, right? Oh yeah, they served uh marijuana. They were marijuana, yeah, okay, yeah, it, whatever. So now a um and this is a completely different kind of story, but it's Taiwan again. Um, so I guess a, a sushi chain in Taiwan uh, kicked off a promotion where if you had, if your name was like some kind of seafood, you got discounts. And if your name was salmon, you got some free sushi. Oh. So <laughs> I guess this is an easier thing to do in Taiwan than it is here in the United States. But, like, this prompted, like, 150 people or something to change their name to Salmon. Wow. And finally, officials had to ask people to please stop doing this just to get some free sushi. <laughs> Are these people poor, or is it just, do they I like don't know. sushi just, that much? I think they really, really like sushi there. Um, I, I don't understand dine- why... <laughs> why are there groups why are there cultures where they decide suddenly hey let's not cook our food yeah mm-hmm. or let's eat let's eat other meat eaters let's they, let's let yeah let, let's eat bats cats or dogs let's not cook cats, our food wolves yeah you know i i uh i was reading uh in uh well it, it actually they they bring it up in leviticus and then again in deuteronomy um the animals that the Israelites are allowed to eat and, you know, the clean animals, the unclean yeah. animals and that kind of stuff. Um, and except for pigs, which pigs are not meat eaters, but they're also considered unclean. Um, but pretty much all the animals that the Israelites are allowed to eat are the non meat eaters. And then among the birds, it says, well, you can eat any of the birds except, and he gives a list of the birds, but the birds that they're not allowed to eat are tend to be the birds of prey, uh, birds of prey like yeah. eagles and ospreys like and stuff a, okay. like that. So yeah. it's it's kind of almost like along the lines of what you're saying that don't yeah. eat the meat eaters. And among the fish, now fish, I, okay, I guess a lot of fish eat what you might call meat, but it's not land meat. But the fish that they're allowed to eat are only the ones with scales and fins. So they can't eat like eels. Um, sharks. And they can't eat like, like dolphins and stuff like that. Well, no, or I sharks, guess. Sharks I guess, right? Because sharks. Yeah. Do sharks. Okay. Do, but do they, they, they have, don't have scales, they have scales, do they? Yeah. Do they? Okay. Then you can eat sharks. Do. Yeah, they do. So. But, well. But anyway. You know, pigs. Pigs will eat meat, though. Oh, will they? I didn't know that. Yeah. They'll eat. I thought they will. I, I, I you know what? I, this I thought, is so stupid. I thought they eat anything. I'm, I thought I'm basing this like off their of own poop. Uh, which show was that? Hey, Vic, which show was that where he feeds his victims to the pigs? That oh. that Pulp Fiction show, Snatch, Snatch or something like that. I think it's called. Snatch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. With the yeah. Brad so Pitt's in the boxer and. Hmm. Okay, that could be. he's got these yeah. pigs, and he's talking about how he chops the bodies up, and he feeds them to the pigs, and the pigs completely make the body disappear. So, based off that, I'm assuming that pigs will eat, pigs meat. eat meat. That's a dumb thing yeah, to base so. an assumption off of, but well, maybe I'm wrong. 
<laughs> but I know that you can feed pigs a lot of they they dig in a the ground sometimes stuff. for like grubs and stuff. So oh okay, I think yeah. they do eat meat. I think they will eat meat. Yeah, but you know bacon tastes really really good. So I'm bacon is is so good. I'm not I'm not inclined to <laughs> yeah. to give that one up. <laughs> and we're not forbidden to eat dogs or cats or bats, but yeah, it just not seems anymore. like a dumb thing to do. <laughs> just kind yeah, there's some something I was like, why would you eat them when you've got like steak? <laughs> yeah, okay. We can we can basically it's like look, we're raising this giant leather bag of meat. Mm-hmm. Why go after dogs and cats, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's just a giant just huge thing of meat. There's no reason to eat dogs and cats. But that's what they do. Use the dogs to help herd the cattle. Yeah. There's so many good things that dogs can do. And if they can't do, you, I don't know. Even if I still wouldn't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I guess these they, they like uh, raw fish. So they make sushi. And, and they uh, call I guess themselves Samson. They, so a bunch of people... Salmon change their names to to names that when you translate into english they're showing up at this restaurant claim you know with names like salmon prince and meteor salmon king and salmon fried rice well, okay <laughs> I guess they but officially changed their names to these things just to get some free sushi i know but so did they have to change their name to salmon or was it the a translation of salmon a translation of salmon. The, the actual okay. the actual word is is like uh, guyu or something like that. Okay. Cause see, I could change. I, it wouldn't be a big deal to me to change my name to guyu or something like that. But it would be because you don't know what it means. Deal to change salmon. But yeah, that but guyu means deal. salmon. And yeah. when you change your name to King Guyu or Guyu Prince or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> and the fact of changing your name just to get some free food at a restaurant. That's a lot that's of work. That's weird too. That's, that's, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like we did, we did that story about, um, about the pizza joint, um, a few weeks ago that was giving out, I don't know, free pizzas to, to people named Karen or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Karen's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like going changing your name to Karen officially so you can get a free pizza. <laughs> I remember when I was in the domain name game, uh, the business of domain names, and there were certain uh, there were certain companies that had kind of a lot of followers and stuff. And one of the company owners said, "If if you guys tattoo your logo onto your arm or something, I will give you a free domain name." Remember, uh, d- domain wow. names cost twenty dollars. I mean, yeah. And you go out and spend people were doing it. 150 bucks for a tattoo. I don't know what yeah. tattoos cost. I've never gotten one. People were doing it, but I don't. Wow, it's, people <laughs> are dumb. Twenty dollars <laughs> put your logo on your arm. It's like, <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I guess if I if I had a company that I had built and spent my whole life building into a you know a big multinational thing and it was you know my whole identity was tied up and maybe i might then consider getting it tattooed somewhere on my body yeah your own logo though i wouldn't i wouldn't do it for 20 bucks because 
Right. That would be nothing to me in that case. Right. And you wouldn't do it for someone else's company. No. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tattoo Wikipedia's logo to my arm. Hell, even if I worked there I wouldn't do that. No. No. That's but just to get a free domain name. Oh well. People do all yep, kinds of okay. dumb things. I guess changing your name's a little bit less extreme than that, at least in Taiwan where it must be pretty easy to change your name. Yeah, maybe they don't have it's not easy to get a tattoo there. It's much easier to change your name in Taiwan. They don't have as All much right. paperwork, probably. Yeah, I, who knows? Maybe it's just a matter of announcing it. It's, it's like, hey guys, it's like, my name is Joe now. Tomorrow <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going like, to be uh, John. It's it's like it's like gender identity here in the United States nowadays. Yeah, you, you know? could it's change. Like, okay, yeah, I'm. I'm a female, I identify I'm a as John now. I want you to refer to me as him, if you're talking in the objective case, and as she, if you're talking to. About the uh, subjective case. Yeah. And I'll tell you my name tomorrow. I don't know yet. Yeah. that's. I'm, I'm going to tell you today's name tomorrow. And you're not allowed to call me by any other name. So don't talk to me. That's the thing. A, a tattoo is a commitment. It's like, this is <laughs> yeah. this is me but now. You're, you're this is putting part it of on me. You. But this a name, you can just, whatever just it is that it off day. Pick up another one. <laughs> like changing underwear or something. Yeah. Okay, where are we at? That's it for me. That's it? All right. Yep. Well, um, I guess think about what we said, and don't work this Sunday. Instead, take it easy. Take the kids out to a park that no one has to work at. Hey, guys, in fact, don't work tomorrow. It is not a holy day of obligation at Mass, but it is a solemnity in a church, in the church, the Feast of... The Annunciation. It is? March 25th. Yes. I didn't even know that. So, whatever you gave up for Lent, you can have it tomorrow. Okay. I have I have a big job tomorrow. All right. Darn. Well, you have well, to do Well, I'll that, do it solemnly. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to be... That, that's the other thing. This... Because I'm going to be working tomorrow, too. And that's the other thing about this podcast is it makes me very uncomfortable because I don't live up to what we've been talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So... Anyway, got to work on that. All right, folks. Well, as always, circle the beads. Keep praying them rosaries, and we'll see you next week. Bye.